What the Flux is brought to you by DeLoreanRental.com. If you're looking to rent a DeLorean time machine, DeLorean Rental has you covered. They have time machines all across the United States, the UK, Germany, France, Italy, and adding more cars daily. Check out all of their packages to see what would best fit your event at DeLoreanRental.com or call 708-292-0236. Great Scott! Great Scott! Great Scott! Great Scott! Great Scott! All your questions will be answered. Roll tape! Live from the former Institute of Future Technology in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to What the Flux with your hosts, Todd Henge, Caitlin Larkin, and Eugene Schnee. Welcome, 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 welcome. If you notice, I'm singing, right? Yeah. Guess what? What? It has to do with our t- with today's show. No way. Yes. Are we all just going to break out into song? We're all going to break out into song. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm yes. not wearing any underwear. Avenue <laughs> 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 Q. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What the Flux, the musical. Oh, I love it. Wow. That's what the title of the show That's will be. That's what the title it is. And every time we see they say that, we have to do the jazz hands. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the back to the What, back to the, what the Flux, the Musical. Wow. Here's your uh, one of your hosts, Eugene, with always oh, in the beautiful and talented Caitlin. Hello. And as well, the amazing and of course one of the best guys in the world, Mr. Todd. Hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. How awesome. are you? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well, today we, or like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, musicals and. Uh, a little musical that has to do with a little movie that we all love. That'll be for later. But Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. Ooh, I do love Phantom of the Opera. I mean, too. It's got, it, it, it. Masquerade! <laughs> Paper faces on parade. Masquerade. I will say, Phantom oh. of the Opera has one of the most badass beginnings ever. Oh, yeah. When they're like, you know, they're talking and so they Lot six, six, six. A chandelier in pieces. I know oh, the whole yeah. thing. Okay. I know I know the whole so, thing. Can I just say re- something really quick? Something that bothers my fiance so much. I get the line wrong where he's like, uh, Monsieur Andre, something, something. And then I say, what a splendid little party. I say that, yeah. but it's not the right no. line. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Because all I hear is, what a splendid little party. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. we're going to definitely talk a little bit more, more musicals and all about that About Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from today's episode. We should talk about the movie version, too, with Emmy Rossum. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What does Phantom of the Opera and Back to the Future, how they connect to each other? Exactly. Because everybody knows this, Joel right? Schumacher? No, I'm kidding. It's the same timeline, um, really. Yeah. But he rests in peace, by Yes. The way. That's right. But before that, um, we you had mentioned that we uh, last week's episode, which was a... Yeah. Story, Hit with all the conspiracy theories and all yeah, that good we, stuff. Yeah, we asked, you know, for you guys to send us some of your conspiracy theories, and only one person did so. <laughs> That's enough, because we actually asked. We only want one person Yeah, we only wanted one person, right, one person you know, to do it. <laughs> no, actually, like, so many flooded. That's right. I always like, forget to do that. Ex- no, we had yeah. so many emails so and many. voice memos. One email managed to get through. Yeah, just one managed to get through. And of course, it's from our buddy, DeLorean Wolfgang. Amazing. Yeah, I'll stop you right there. Yes. Every time you say that name. Yes. That's a cool name. I know, right? I'm like, that's like, I'm like, so, I think it meant to be on the bar or something. like. So what's your name? DeLorean Wolfgang. Oh! Now my underwear's off. Go ahead. All right. 
Hello my time-traveling friends, this is DeLorean Wolfgang with the Secondary Heroes Podcast. Last week you discussed conspiracy theories, and I do love a good conspiracy theory. I was surprised you all didn't bring up one of my favorites though. The DeLorean is sentient. There is now a DeLorean Transformers comic coming out soon, so it's out there in the universe. What makes me love this theory is at the end of the first film. Marty sets up the car, makes sure the flux capacitor is fluxing, and the car shuts down. In those moments, Marty is trying his hardest to start the car. Then the alarm goes off, and the car still hasn't started. It takes another 4-5 to five seconds of Marty trying to start the car for it to finally turn on, and he hits the accelerator and hits the lightning at the right moment. If he took off when Doc set the alarm, he would have been too early and missed his chance to go back to the future. The DeLorean knew this and needed the extra five seconds for everything to work properly. It might be far-fetched, but this is just one of the moments that stand out for me in thinking that the DeLorean is sentient. I hope you guys like this theory and I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are. Until next time, this has been DeLorean Wolfgang. Your friend in time. Huh. Huh. Okay. Thoughts, Thoughts, Uh, gentlemen. I I don't... I have something that I've always thought of, but it has nothing to do with being sentient. So you guys talk about how it might be ascending first, and then I'll chime in. (laughs) I've honestly got nothing. I'm just like, huh. Like, it makes sense to me, you know, why you would think that. But I don't know. I, I, re- I really don't have much for this one. Well, that's very delightful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I no, apologize. I, um, I don't know. I don't see it like that. I think it was just one of those things that it was just bad timing or whatever. I mean, yes, he, it is right. Marty would have, like, if Marty would have gone with the time that Doc said, he would have definitely not made it. But at the same time, can we really think? I mean, that's really far-fetched right there. Yeah. Like, I'm like... That's taking it way to the other level. That's like close encounters, like kind of like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I I'm gonna still stick with my favorite. Okay. My favorite still is the one with from George McFly, um, that he knew that Marty was you know Calvin and blah blah blah. Yeah. Time traveling, but it is what's really cool about conspiracy theories is the fact that it just tells you how people you know, love this movie so much that they can come up with theories. Like, I've never heard of this one. I yeah, don't know me about either. You guys. I've no. never heard no. about the, the DeLorean being like that. Could it be a possibility? Honestly, in life, anything's possible. I mean, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you would have told me five years or when I met you that I'd be yeah. going, doing, or even when I met Todd, that we'd be involved in doing a podcast, I'd be like, yeah, right. Yeah, and for real. look where we are. Mm. So... Yeah, you I, never, mean, I mean, you never know. Uh, is it my favorite theory? No. I get where he's coming from, though. Like, yeah. I get it. But I don't love it. So my thing is, so Doc set the alarm, and I don't ha- know how Doc figured this out for how fast Marty should have gone. Well, he says that, you know, when he's doing the model car, like, as right. long as you accelerate... Towards the clock tower at 88 miles per hour. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But it's it I, I is like time and motion. So it's like 
the alarm goes off. Yeah. Does he immediately go like punch floor it, it right. all the way to 88? So it's a constant 88 miles per hour. He's going that fast. The it has well, I to think be he, he's taking in account how like that how long that stretch of road is and mm-hmm. how long it would take you to get up to 88 miles per hour. Right. So even though he missed the alarm, yeah. Did he how Right. Like how how I actually I saw a YouTube it's video. My brain, right. Like, I saw a YouTube thinking. video once where they actually counted how long it takes from when the alarm goes off to when Marty is able to hit the gas and it's mm-hmm. about a 13 second delay. Hmm. It's 13 Jesus. seconds from the point where the alarm now, goes for, off to when it, now, he can actually This is crazy. Like were there jump scenes, like jump cuts? No. No. No, they let the scene roll. It's legit 13 seconds. No, I mean, what I'm saying oh. is in the movie. So after... Oh, sure. Like, does it cut to, to Doc? So yeah, because it, it could cuts be to a, him because he's trying to right, pull exactly. the, the, the wires together. So when it cuts to Doc... Yeah. I think time, is, that's happening at the same time right. while Marty's doing okay, his thing. Okay, so okay. it's not a continuous 13 seconds. Sure. But what bothers me is no, um, in that you... in that particular part where it's him banging his head and trying to start okay. the car, it's that it's a continuous thing. It, they don't jump back to Doc at that point. How, what bothers me is how the hell did Marty fix that problem? Right, just you know, like, hitting his head on the steering wheel. But the best is Michael J. Fox's facial expression when it works. Huh? And he goes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we want to thank uh, Agent yeah, yeah. Scully and Agent Mulder for the yeah. interesting um, observation of Back to the Future conspiracy theory. Yeah, right thank there. you, uh, DeLorean <laughs> Wolfgang, for sending us yeah, that. Yeah, thank you for giving us the big brain meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> it still blows my brain, like, how? You know how yeah. did he fix Did he go 95 and then cut back a little I bit? I don't know. You, you Who know, the hell knows? You know what blows my mind? Back to the Future News! Yeah! Wow. In three, two, one. Hey, Dr. Stang. Well, hey, this is tomorrow's newspaper. Can I go to the library and look myself up in the old newspaper archive? All right. So, speaking of, you know, our great listeners out there. Um, That's you. A, a lot of you guys have been sending us your pictures of your What the Flux Best Friend of the Week stickers and we your We told buttons. you we were going to send them. We yep, told we you. Yeah, we told you. It wasn't a lie. No. It happened. It legit happened. I, I, I wish I could see like people's faces when they saw the envelope. They're like, nah. They actually did it. <gasps> oh, my God. They actually, it, it actually it wasn't a lie. Yeah, it was just going to be a video of the Rick roll. You yeah. know, oh, my God. Could you imagine <laughs> if like they open the envelope and it's just a picture of Rick Astley? Yep. <laughs> I mean, at least we're never going give to give it up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. April Fool's. Um, but we are just so appreciative of you guys sharing those pictures Ooh. with us. Um, there's just so many great ones that we've seen. Uh, Indiana Del- Jones. Yeah, oh, the Indiana <laughs> Jones one from Gordon is your is your favorite. Um, but I also love that uh, DeLorean Wolfgang says he's going to put it on his DeLorean. Boom. And then, um, let's see, Brad Gilmore got his and put it up in his studio. I know, that and, was cool. Thank you, Brad. Um, Craig got his, and friggin' Hector got his. That's okay, right. Hector, if you are listening, that Back to the Future hat that you have, 
that has the Japanese writing on it. Amazing. Oh, I freaking need it. I need that hat. And I tried looking it up on mm -hmm. eBay. It goes for like $300 now. Wow. I don't know when it came out. Hector, if you have more information on that, please uh, shoot me an email because I need to know. I'm always scared of getting any piece of clothing that has Japanese or Chinese because it, it literally could mean anything and you right. think it means something. Right. And then they're messing with us. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> right. No, but I love this snapback and I want it. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. I'm looking for that picture of the the one with the Indiana Jones the show time. I have it. You have it? Mm-hmm. Oh there it is. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah. That's cool, right? That's great. Yeah, and it's really cool that you guys are posting this because it's 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 it means so much to us. Like it it's really, really does. cool. Like and especially I like the fact that you guys are not like you know, putting it like under the chair, like yeah, yeah, we're gonna put it here so nobody can see. Not like you guys are proud of this. Like you're like you're a best friend thing, and you're putting it like everywhere. Like I mean, I, I love that. That's I really just cool. can't wait for somebody to put it like on their car, and I I just want to picture somebody like with a big old thumbs up putting These, it on their car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but someone else who we sent a sticker to, and of course is a best friend of the week, is our buddy Chris Maffey, mm -hmm. who uh, of course does all the great little music liners for the show, and he does that out of the goodness of his heart. Um, and so he wrote us a nice little email. I thought I would share it with you guys because it was really, really sweet. Um, he said, just wanted to thank you all again for the sticker and pin. Got them in the mail yesterday, and they're awesome. I just set up my little home studio at my new place, and now I have Darth Vader watching over me as I work. Hopefully he doesn't melt my brain. Yeah. Also wanted to say how much I enjoy the energy Todd has brought to the show. It's always a fun listen, and I especially enjoyed the recent music episodes and the addition to... Todd's Rants. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Hope you're doing well. Chris. Oh, oh awesome. thank you, Chris. I thought that was really sweet, so I wanted to share that with you oh, guys. Well, I'm, I'm glad, you know, uh, what, what I bring to the table, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Thanks. Well, we're happy, we're happy, to, happy to have you here. You. Thanks. And we're happy that we can uh, start a Todd's Todd's, Todd's rants. rants. Which, by the way, I don't have any rants this week. That's so. good. Ever since yeah. you started taking your meds, it's good, man. Yeah, it's, it's but I, I think we should make that into a t-shirt one day. It'll be like a cartoon uh, picture of your we face. We definitely need like a, a rant at least twice a month. Yeah. Twice a month we need a rant because yeah. people are looking forward to this. People well, this I, maybe I have a little teeny tiny, Ooh. but it doesn't... I'm, I'm just... I We have yet to see the... Um, the Darth Vader toy and Yes, no, that's right. I went to Target Still. last week, and I went to the back little section in the electronics department where they have all the NECA toys. Yeah. No Nothing. Marty. Yeah, what the flux, man. What the what flux, the man. What the flux, man. Yeah. All what? right, Chris, if you're listening, we need another sound that just goes, what the flux? What yeah, the what the flux, flux man. See, that could, there, we have there so many go. segments right now. I yeah. love it. If you can make it with a voice like Curly, like, what? What the fuck? Sorry, like, <laughs> no. I really, really appreciate that. No. Whatever. Um, also, okay, so the big piece of news that kind of came out this week Ooh. is we finally got a release date for the Back to the Future Hill Valley Cookbook. That, okay. Uh, I'm I, so stoked uh, for this. I don't know about my, that. My fluxers are already flexing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, speaking of the, what is it, apple pie or cherry pie um, or whatever pie it was? On the front, I believe it's like a chicken pot pie. 
Oh, if I, I'm not mistaken. Okay, but well, I'm sure you can still, make that into any kind of oh, a pie. Yeah, yeah it's just, you put the crust and then, you know. Yeah, it's a flux capacitor on it. That's <sighs> amazing. I want a flux capacitor pie. Yep. It could be a what the flux pie. I no, I really want this because. Oh yeah, I want. Well, I, I don't cook. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. So, well, I cook, and this is okay. It says over sixty-five time traveling recipes from the past, the present, and the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Delicious. Oh yes. Hmm. And this is. I don't know about this, folks. Do you not cook? What do what? No, he is the one who actually cooks. I love yeah. to cook. I got to cook. I actually, if I was not doing what I was doing, I would would have been a, a chef because I went to culinary school for a while. That's a little fun fact for you guys out there. Um, so my, my, my father's a chef, so obviously I learned a lot about cooking and everything like that. And I went to culinary school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, so why not? Yeah, this why cookbook? aren't you into what, it? Yeah, because. Like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you please tell them off to wait outside. <laughs> well, because like when I think back to it, I don't think about food. Like, like, like. But there's so much food in that movie. Okay, ho- what? Okay, hopefully, what food? if if they're listening to us, hopefully they please still send us a cookbook. Yes, please. Don't listen to Eugene here. <laughs> no, Caitlin and Todd no. want the cookbook. Exactly. Well, I want to. I want it too, but I want to see what it is because I like when I think back to the. They future, have the. Right, they when have, we get one, oh, yeah. we'll show okay, you. So we're gonna have like a pizza hot pizza. Yes, they're That's, gonna. Well, you're, you're gonna have to make that. They have a 2015 pizza from yeah. what I've seen. They have the uh, Jailbird Joey cake. Mm, yep. I'm, they have yeah. this flux capacitor. I think it's a chicken pot pie. Okay. Um, and I'm really hoping, because I haven't seen this yet, but they have to have a recipe for uh, Grandma Baines's meatloaf. Oh. They have to. If that's not in there, then I'll be mad. Is there okay, so the only way to really resolve this conflict here, because you, you guys are not here, you don't see this, but Todd and Kaylin are like literally about to like get physical with me. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get physical. Uh, yeah, I, I was yeah, yeah, you got the segue. Good job, good job, good job. Yeah, it's all about singing later. But um, if you send us a book, we can talk about it in the show, yeah. and we can probably maybe even sponsor the book. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Wiki winky. All you have to do is just send it to Caitlin and I, and that's it. Yeah, Eugene. that's fine. We'll yeah, we'll show you how awesome it's gonna be. If it has a pizza from Pizza Hut, it I does, don't want though. it. Oh god, it no. does though. I don't like Pizza Hut. That's like no. But like it's you, you know sure probably know more fun. <laughs> Fruit please. Fruit please. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Let me double check. Because we got no, something it. really cool today to talk about. We sure do. You know we what? saved the biggest news for last, of course. Of course. Because it ties into our subject for today. Oh. <laughs> what is those big news, Lynn? So, of course, we all know that the Back to the Future musical had its... Um, no, 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 you said it wrong. What? Back to the Future, the musical. Back to the Future, the musical. There you go. All right. Wow. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> Thank you, um, Mr. No Balls. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course, um, they were in rehearsals, I guess you you would call it. Uh, previews, previews. Um, back, you know, um, in February in Manchester. And, of course, mm-hmm. the whole thing was, okay, you know, previews in Manchester, and then it's going to come to London's uh, West End for a premiere. 
And then COVID happened, and it fucked everything up. But we got the announcement. What announcement? That Back to the Future, well, we the musical. It, we gotta make it very dramatic. All right? I, I want. Okay, hold on. Tony, 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 Tony. Back to the Future, the musical, is coming to London. May 2021. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know who posted. I forgot uh, that it could be two things. It could be, you know, they're coming back. But right. also. Oh, that was Amanda. Amanda posted that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it would be streaming on some I know, of I wish. But no. <sighs> but maybe that'll happen later. But I will tell you this. Yes. Guess who has a black jacket with two tickets to Back to the Future the Musical for me? This guy that I this hate. This guy right here. Uh, this guy that I'm really jealous of yes, over here. I actually bought my ticket. So actually, when I'm over there, I'm gonna. We're gonna be. Well, I don't know if they'll be the first one. I hope not. But we're gonna do a What the Flux traveling episode. If <laughs> yeah, just, well, just yeah, you. by you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but actually, like it'd be kind of cool. I was thinking, like, when I'm over there... Well, when you're over there, we could patch you in. Well, I was thinking that when I'm over there, because I'm going to be there for a couple of days, maybe I could, I don't know, get together with some of our London fans. There you go. And give, obviously coordinate a phone call <clears throat> where you guys call me from here. Yeah. And I'm there, uh, you know, with the fans, and I don't know, maybe we can yeah, make that no, happen. No, you should do a yeah. UK meetup. A UK meetup, and then we can do, like, you guys call me, and then we can do the show from there. and uh, That would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, we'll, well set I, that up. I, I what other get... podcast does that? None. None. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this is what, May? Yeah. May. We're going to be, have, you know, millions and millions of followers by then oh, already. Yeah. Okay. So I know the, the cast from the musical is going to invite us all anyway. Oh, totally. Well, so obviously. they're going to want us to, you know, we're yeah. going to be exclusive uh, <laughs> interviews after the show to What the Flux podcast. Damn, I already know. Yeah. I already know. You, it's totally going to happen. You, you had a DeLorean? You went to the future and you saw this? Uh, yeah, Wolf, uh, DeLorean Wolfgang. Um, ah. Yeah, I borrowed his. <laughs> well, folks, so we're going to be, as we, Caitlin said, we're going to be talking about the musical today. Yeah. Um, speaking of musicals, I yes. personally, I love musicals. Me too. Um, my first music, I actually, my sister was the one who got me into musicals. Uh, my first musical was actually Sweeney Todd. Nice. Mm -hmm. wow. Because I was this, you got to think about this. Um, yeah, I, I, I used to be this kid that like, you know, no, I don't want to do all that girly stuff, whatever. And my sister like, stop your bullshit. You like music, and you're going to listen to this, and you're going to love it. And as soon as I heard the music, I was like, wow, this is really So cool. that's not the first play you've seen, but it's the first, like, like um, theater soundtrack you listened to. It was. Okay. And then, but, uh, but then we went to New York, mm -hmm. and she introduced me to, like, the, the producers and, nice. and everything like that. What and was your first Broadway show? First, first, first Broadway show was actually the, oh, my God. Ah. Mm. Oh my God! I forgot it. I, I forgot the name. I forgot the name. What's it about? Do you remember anything of it? Yes. Uh, I am blank. <laughs> oh my God! Anything. All right, we'll get back to you. All right, we're gonna get back to me. Todd, uh, I've never seen a Broadway show in New York. Or come to think of it, I don't think I've ever seen any. You've never like seen a live musical? Yeah. I. Wow. I, I mean, what was the one about Elvis? Oh, um... I saw that one because it was a school project. <laughs> I saw Stomp. I, uh, that's okay. not a musical. No. 
I saw River Dance. Okay. That's not good. It's yeah. I don't. But I like them. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see The Lion King. Oh, oh The Lion King's so oh, fucking good. Aladdin. Aladdin. Aladdin uh, was your first. Aladdin. Okay. Was first. Yeah, Aladdin. Oh, okay. Was yeah, I there think it was a go. Disney one, but I'm like, yeah. I cannot remember. So, oh, and, and Hamilton. I. Oh, I, oh that's good. Love I'm Hamilton. Not, not a fan of that much. You know, uh, controversial. Uh, no, it's yeah. like you guys can write all your hate letters to Todd. <laughs> I, I like it a yeah. lot, and of course, I didn't see it until it streamed on Disney Plus. But I enjoyed it, you know, quite a bit. But I, I don't get like why mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh my god!" Well, you yeah. gotta understand. But Hamil- I liked it. What, what makes Hamilton amazing is the fact that Lynn Miranda, who's like, we're like, best, Ooh, we're, we're, like be- we're like, we're like, we're like best yeah. buddies. I'm so excited for In the Heights, though. Oh, well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. I saw, and this is the thing I tell people a lot. I saw In the Heights back when I used to live in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Lynn Miranda actually brought his show to, uh, was uh, it was first at the University of Puerto Rico, and then Centro Bellas Altes, like, uh, kind of like our Dr. Phillips. Uh-huh. And I saw Lynn Miranda before he was big. I mean, he That's never, awesome. You never knew. Yeah. He was just a guy that I knew that could rap, and the show was amazing. Yeah. And I remember seeing that. Technically, maybe that will, would be my first one. Okay, the there Heights. you go. Yeah, because In the Heights is a musical. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but, but it was such a small production when yeah. I saw it that I don't know if it still counts. Does that still count? No, absolutely. That okay, counts. I that think oh. that counts. Oh, and I saw Moving Out. Okay, there okay, you that go. Counts. Yeah, that, that counts. counts. Uh, what about you? Okay, so, well, uh, I'm spoiled rotten in this uh, in this case. Well, you lived over there. Exactly. So. I'm from New York, um, <clears> and I would say that every big like event, whether it was like my birthday, my brother's birthday, or my parents' birthday, we would always go into the city and see a show. We'd make you know a whole day of it. You know, have dinner, go see a show, blah blah blah. Because we only lived about an hour, an hour and a half outside the city oh with God, with jealous. traffic. Well, must be nice. It was. You know must what? It was, be no. nice. <laughs> must be nice. nice. Yeah. Um, it was nice, and it was a wonderful way to grow up, um, you know, being surrounded by all that culture and stuff. But my very first Broadway show is something I will never forget. It was my brother's birthday. Never seen that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice joke. That was a good one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I was four years old. <laughs> And it was the um, original cast. Of, of course, this was the first Oh, my time. God. I just say that damn show. No. It was the original Broadway production of The Who's Tommy. Oh. Um, okay, that's good. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of original production, I thought you were about to say Spam-A-Lot. Oh, I wish. I would I've never have seen lo- it. With Tim Curry. Oh, my God. I would have loved I wish. to see that one. Now, I've never seen Spam-A-Lot. Now, you said your first, but yes. which is your favorite? Ooh, my favorite? Ah, yes. Okay, so I've seen Jesus Christ Superstar. I've mm-hmm. seen Les Mis. I've seen Phantom mm-hmm. of the Opera. Mm-hmm. The thing about Phantom, though, is that that's my favorite musical, but I saw it when I was really little, so I don't really mm. have too Do many have memories a about favorite it. favorite Phantom? Ooh. No. Because a lot of people like... I mean, this. Michael Crawford is just yeah. amazing. My, my He's the OG. Crawford, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't not go wrong love with Michael, Michael yeah. Crawford. Yeah. Um, Paul Stanley was the Phantom once. I know. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen The Lion King. Um, I've seen Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys was uh, good. Um, Jersey Boys was really good. Trying to think but which of one's your other. favorite? But I think favorite? my favorite has to be Avenue Q. I don't think I've laughed so much during a show. And what was cool, it was um, the second Broadway cast. Uh, So I had, like, just missed it. They had just, like, uh, switched from some of their OG performers to new people. 
but a lot of the original cast was still doing the show, so that was really nice. cool. That, there's so many that I want to see, like yeah. Book of Mormon. Oh, I, I want to see Book of Mormon I've so bad. I've never seen like anything big, so uh, I'm, I need to get I, on it. I love the um, the the Harry Potter. The, oh, uh, did you see Cursed Child? Oh my god, that was amazing. I will say that um, yes, I read the the book. Uh, if you read the book, it's not the same. It's very fan fiction, but when you actually see the play, oh, what a difference. It's really impressive. But if I had to choose my favorite, it has to be the producers. Yeah. That was just, and I saw it, and this is the part where I love to brag this about. Matthew fucking Broderick and Nathan fucking. Oh, the producers. Nathan Lane. Yeah, the original cast. I saw them, and I saw from far off. I took a picture, but. You can tell about his nose. Mel Brooks was in, on, on the audience that day. Wow. And they actually introduced him. But you know you can't really take pictures. Yeah. Let's just say, you know. <laughs> wow. And I tried, but it was like, like I saw his nose. I know that was his Mel Brooks nose. So I actually have a really funny story. <laughs> uh, so I was back visiting my dad, and we took in uh, Martin Short's one-man show, and it, this was on Broadway at the time. And so we're standing in line to go into the theater, and this woman, you know, cuts in front of me, and, you know, she says, excuse me, and walks in front, and she goes, Gene, Gene, come this way. And it was Eugene Levy. Ooh. And homeboy didn't look where he was going, literally knocked me over. Wow. Didn't say anything, wow. didn't say sorry, just went was right on through. Was it his eyebrows that knocked oh, you over? It was the whole <laughs> shebang. I mean, let's be honest, he was a dick in Splash. Yeah, so right. So <laughs> technically, you know. But he seems like the nicest guy. No, he's oh. not. Anybody who's named Eugene is not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, but you know who's a nice cool. guy? Who's a nice guy? Our guest for the day. That's right. Our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing guest with us today who actually got the chance. And he, this is the part of the show that I would like to call. This is a new segment, guys. Yes. New segment. New segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, where we are jealous of our guests. Yeah. Mr. Paul Jenkins, because we've been talking about musicals, but Paul actually got to see a little musical called Back to the Future, the musical. Oh, so jealous. On show uh, premiere date, uh, which was uh, February 2020. Huh, interesting. 2020. 2020. Mm. 2020. And, um, well, we're going to be interviewing him a little bit, but um, let's just say that Paul had the chance to meet some random dude. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, some random dude that was had a little... I would say, what, like a quarter? Maybe he was involved in the movie? Oh, was he? I, I think he was. I think he just showed up one day. I think he just showed up one yeah. day and yeah. did like, you know, one li like really little. Like, I don't even know why we're talking about him. <laughs> What's his name again? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, Schnob? Schnob. Uh, Bob Galay? Schnob Haley. Bob Galay? Bob Galay? <laughs> Is he Italian? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have the accent on the E. Galay. Fragile. Well, Paul Jenkins actually met Mr. Bob Gale, the half of the Bobs, folks. And uh, we're going to let him talk about his story. Uh, let's uh, let's interview Bob. Uh, let's interview Bob. Let's interview Paul. <laughs> All right, welcome Paul. This, this show is flawless, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, folks, here we are again. Uh, we are uh, we have the honor and amazing uh, privilege to have with us a very special guest. You know, sometimes you you have just one hobby, right, or two, or maybe you do. This guy, he's a poet, creative literacy workshops, 
or as the best way I can describe him is as he says himself, 40 years as a human, 20 years as a performer, 14 years as a father, <laughs> 10 years as a teacher, written six poetry books. I mean, what does this guy not do? We have with us the amazing, the talented Paul Jenkins. Yay. Hello. How's that for an intro? Oh, it is. That's that's a very good intro. Uh, it also shows that I need to update the bio on my website because one of my kids has turned fifteen since then. So there's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I think there's. I don't know if this expression sort of travels the, the Atlantic or not, but I'm the sort of person that has the f- fingers in many pies. Yeah. Uh, is is how we describe it well, here in the UK. In, in America, we we have another saying, and we have fingers in many other things. So. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that kind of interview. Uh, this is good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Forgot to tell you, it was a PG in the real. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently not. Apparently we're going to PG thirteen. Uh, uh, Paul, how are you doing today? Uh, we're all good here. I'm, I'm over in the UK. It's uh, we we. I'm sure that the the Florida weather you're sending in our direction because I've got horrible drizzle again uh, uh, because that's what we're used to. It, it, uh, it, but uh, I think it's the other way around, yeah, Paul, because boring. it's really really bad here. Yeah, huge huge storm. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Well, you can keep it. Exactly. I mean, literally, folks. This is how dedicated the What the Flux podcast is. When we interview our British friends. We want to feel like we're in Britain, so we make it rain here. <laughs> That's right. So that way we can get the full experience. Right, Paul? Wink, wink. Exactly right. And to be honest, last time I was in Florida, it rained on me then. So uh, I, I, maybe I'm the curse. Oh, no. Oh, hello. Well, there you go, folks. Well, there we we go. Get, are you there, Paul? Yes, I am. Sorry. somebody. It's, it's that wonderful thing of being online and everything's pinging at me left, right and center. I'll turn off notifications while this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. The joys of the new world. No worries, Paul. Uh, so a lot of our guests right now are asking, who the hell is Paul and why are we interviewing you? Well, Paul, t- tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned the, the poetry stuff. Bizarrely, it's a proper job, actually, working as a poet. Um, I, I work, I write uh, children's books. I work in schools over the around the UK. Um, and uh, I work with a fantastic company called Empathy Lab, which is lovely. They uh, we, we deal with uh, young people and, and trying to sort of develop empathy skills in young people from reading books. It's a it's a fantastic job to have and sort of sort of encouraging literacy in young people right from uh, sort of uh, uh, young children as, as ages five right up to sort of secondary level. So it's, it's, it's really nice. Um, so that's my that's my day job. Uh, but my you know, the, the, everyone's got their, their own uh, sort of side things. I work as a, a, a presenter as a local radio show. We've got a little community station here um in uh, in rossendale where i live uh, i'm on rossendale radio which is wonderful um and uh, yeah and the rest of the time is pretty much just spent watching the same three films on rotation over and over again. <laughs> there you go so here's my question paul we asked this of yes. all of our guests what is your back to the future love story how did you become a fan of these great great films Okay, so I'm going to take you to uh, November uh, 1985 uh, uh, because we got the you got I think I think you got it in July uh, and we we had a bit of a delay because it was in the days when it you know for some reason it took you know four months to to fly a roll of film across the Atlantic uh-huh. um, and uh, they, I went with the Cub Scouts it was a, a pre Christmas outing like a big Christmas treat. And uh, they, they took us, I mean, they were mad. There was 30 of us. Uh, and they, they took us to the cinema to see uh, to see Back to the Future. And, uh, I, I mean, I was hooked from the start. There's, you just Nobody had ever seen anything like it. And that my, my moment, the moment that gripped me, is that moment where the, the, the van, where the, um, the, the door flips down and the smoke billows <laughs> out, and then you've got the reversing DeLorean coming down. I, I will remember sitting in that cinema uh, for 
uh, it's, it was just a, a lovely and, and everybody else you know they were we were seven-year-old boys so everybody else was was playing around and throwing popcorn and i was just glued to the screen i couldn't i couldn't move from it um and uh, and i was talking about it for weeks and of course i didn't get to see it again uh, until until a, a, a pirated vhs arrived <laughs> in our house about, about three years later um, and I got all excited again, and then um, and then of course eighty nine came around, and uh, and, and the, we, we were into the the sequel. So it was, yeah, it's it, it's been a massive part of my life right from the cinema release in eighty five. To so. all of our uh, younger fans out there, uh, this little thing called Netflix or DVDs did not exist <laughs> well, back then. I, I not at all. I can sort of relate because um, obviously I'm not you know. No, no offense. I'm not old. En- I wasn't old enough to watch it when hey, the movie came out. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but uh, my brother recorded it on a VHS from the T te- when it was shown on the TV. Huh? Yeah. And so there are all these commercials yep. and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a little b- bit pirated, but it was the grainiest VHS you've ever seen. But of course, I was hooked immediately as That's well. Awesome. So. <laughs> no, it's always really interesting it to is. hear about experiences of fans that don't live here in the u.s because you know you only just think of it over here because you know it's technically an american film uh even though michael yeah. j fox of course is canadian um but it's <laughs> really cool to hear the impact that this film had on other people you know elsewhere yeah all over the world yeah that's oh yeah we were it- it, I mean, we were seven years old. It was it was games we played in the playground. I remember my my friends. We went back into school the following day, and we were all driving, you know, driving imaginary DeLoreans around the around the schoolyard. It was, uh, you know, the, the, it it had such a massive impact, uh, you know, I, on the whole world culturally. You know, people refer to, you know, you think of time travel films, and you refer to Back to the Future. There's a reason they quoted it in Endgame recently, and it's because that's the go to. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it, it's it's worldwide. I don't I don't think. Uh, <laughs> You know, even though, like you say, the story's set in a you know fictional bit of California, yeah. it's um, it's it's just you know everyone can relate to it. It's wonderful. Oh my god, uh, Paul, you just made me remember my childhood because that is true. Like I remember, uh, I was a I was I was in I was in Switzerland actually when when this because I I grew up in Switzerland and uh, I remember being a child and playing Back to the Future. Like we were, that's like, adorable. Yeah, we were yeah. like we were playing Back to the Future. Like when you said that, literally, you took me back to my childhood. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I I got a skateboard because of the film, and and uh, and and obviously, you know, it was, the, it was the time when we had a Walkman, and I would play Huey Lewis <laughs> on my Walkman on my skateboard. You know, but yeah, the only bit I didn't do because I was too scared my mum would have a go at me was I've, I've got this on my bucket list is one day I want to hold on to the back of a truck and <laughs> skateboard at the same time, uh, which, which I've never yet been able to do, but I will do before I die, I promise. <laughs> Extra points if you do it with a, with a cop. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta do it down there. yeah we'll definitely uh we, we won't ba- we won't pay for the you know for the bail but we will definitely give you <laughs> paul if you do that here at what the flux we will give you a big thumbs up that's right yeah <laughs> that's, that's fine a big thumbs up and and uh, and, uh, and i'm sure if i can get some footage of it you'll, you'll share Please. It. Yeah, let's make it happen <laughs> well uh one of the reasons why we have paul on the show is because paul was actually lucky enough to go to the opening of the Back to the Future, the musical on February 20, 2020. And, um, yeah, um, before all hell broke loose. This is, uh, this is before the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> Paul, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, let, uh, tell us your experience. How, how, I mean, can you take us back to that time when, when you went to the show? Like, 
and tell us everything you can you can to we can imagine we were there. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, I couldn't couldn't believe my luck when uh, when they said that they were going to world premiere it not only in the UK but they were going to do it in Manchester, which is you know, 10 minutes down the road from my house. <laughs> it was honestly, it was like somebody was pointing to me going, Paul, this is your time. <laughs> um, and we managed to get tickets. Somehow my partner, Melanie, uh, got tickets not only to the show, but to opening night, um, uh, which uh, I, I think she kind of looked at it and went, you know, it's an investment in his life. It will make him smile. Uh, and uh, and, and to be honest, I, I, the, the month beforehand, I was just honestly pacing up and down. It's like, well, what if it's no good? What if it's, what if it's terrible? What, uh, and I, it's not that I didn't trust Bob Gale. It was like I couldn't imagine how they were going to translate Correct. it. And the the night of the show came. We we, we decided we were going to go full out. Full out. Uh, I I put my Marty costume on. She's uh, she was the only Jennifer in the entire theatre, which is wonderful. That's great. Um, <laughs> She was she was representing Jennifer. There was, a, I mean, there were a hundred Martys and goodness knows how many dots. Yeah, just the one Jennifer in a thousand. That's people. cool. Um, and uh, we, you know, we got in there. Uh, the 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 pre-show. I mean, because we got there obviously early, if, uh, and the pre-show was absolutely jam-packed. Uh, the merchandise stall, which was lovely. They they had um, they had it decked out like the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. So there was like this uh, uh, glittery blue. Uh, sort of uh, sort of larvae filter in the background nice. um and there was it was absolutely rammed we, we queued for 20 minutes or so i'm where i'm currently wearing my, my my merchandise i got on the day uh and we got the pin badges and the tote bags and <laughs> the everything else um and there was just a buzz in there there was a, the, you know tv cameras were there um uh, do you want do you want to talk about just randomly meeting bob gale outside the theater yeah yeah. No, you don't want to hear about how you randomly met, you know, Who's the that guy? creator of, you know, our favorite film. He was, well, he, uh, I mean, God, God bless the man. He he came out, uh, uh, it was about 45 minutes before the curtain was due to go up. And then in the end, they had to delay the curtain going up because of the fact that they, nobody was back in the theater because they were talking to God. <laughs> uh, and uh, he came out and he signed everything. Wow. I mean, he was absolutely, and we, we, we started off as a nice queue and then we turned into an unruly mess. And by the time I got to the front, I actually, because honestly, I mean, he's, uh, Tim Bobgar's not a huge guy uh, and he's, uh, he was absolutely surrounded and crowded. Then everyone was being polite, but we were crushed in the days when you could stand next to somebody. Uh, and, uh, I, and I got there and I went, I'm really sorry for all this. We're just enraptured by this. I'm really sorry. And he, he just, he, he looked at me and just said, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, I am really pleased that everyone's involved. And secondly, it shows that the writing must have been decent. <laughs> uh, and, and I think that was the thing. He just looked at it. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that, that this, I know this is stressful to, to be signing all of these bits and pieces. Um, and of course I, I, I then shuffled along and moved on to, they, he moved on to the next person, but he just, he was just very welcoming and, and open. Uh, and he, he was talking to everybody he could. Um, I didn't get the chance to meet him, but Alan Silvestri was there that oh. night as well. Oh yeah, I saw pictures um, of that. I saw, yeah, I saw him from a distance. He was, he was also interestingly. I thought him and Bob would sit together, but they sat in different parts of the theatre, presumably to get a different experience from different angles. Um, and uh, yeah, he was, he, and he had a crowd around him as well. And I thought, I've already hassled Bob Gale. I'm not going to go and hassle Alan Silvestri <laughs> as well. Um, but uh, it, it was, yeah, that, so that's the, that's the pre-show. We haven't even got to the show yet. Um, and then you go into the theatre. This was at the Opera House in Manchester. And uh, when you get in there, 
Um, it was, I, I mean, I've been to, to Disney a few times and uh, things like uh, when you've, you've seen things like the Blue Man Group shows and things like that, where it's really high tech and there's a real um, attention to detail of the experience of, of going into the theatre. And I, I go to, I've, I've got a theatre degree, so I, 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 I take theatre apart like there's no tomorrow. Um, and from the moment we sat down, the whole, the, there was a huge giant computer style screen. Um, with the date and the time of where you were, you know, you, you, before we, you know, and everything, you were in the zone before we even began that you were going to be in a sci-fi fantasy. Um, and then, of course, the curtain went up and it was it was the most bizarre experience because it it, it was a musical um, in, in terms of the fact that they were singing and dancing, but it was interactive in such a way that, that because you, you knew, particularly because it was that first night, there were only fans in this wasn't just a, a random theatre audience that had turned up to, you know, see what this new play was. This is, you know, these were Bats the Future fans. So every line, you know, every big line um, was uh, was cheered. Uh, there were looks to the audience. They 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 welcomed the audience in, um, and it was just spectacular from start to finish. I mean, how, how do you want me to go about doing the show? Because I, I don't want to do any spoilers either. Because this will this will make it to you at some point or another. Well, Britain are not holding on to this. I'm almost certain. Well, Paul, um, um, I th- before you uh, obviously one of the things that we don't want to mess up is the ending. Um, mm. I do know that. Yeah. I do know for a fact. Uh, unfortunately, it was spoiled for me. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. But because um, I, I really don't care when people spoil things for me, I, I could care less. But <laughs> they, I can tell you this, that and I, I have to quote a critic that said, it's a wonderful tribute to the film. The final action sequence is worth the price of admission. Like the ending and everything yeah. is unbelievable. When they told me what happened, it's- I was literally goosebumps. Like I was like, oh, my God, how did they pull that off? Is that the best way to describe it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I'm making any uh, problems here by saying that the the plot generally, uh, I, and I think to be honest, there's uh, it, it follows the plot of the film. That so you're not going to you, you know if you're expecting that that suddenly Marty's not going to make it back. No, no they, that definitely <laughs> happens. Um, but it's uh, and and to and they didn't. Uh, I, I mean, they didn't stick religiously to every single moment in the film. Um, but the but the sequences, you know, if you're expecting to see Marty driving at 88 miles an hour while lightning is hitting a clock tower and, you know, shooting down and, and dock, you know, riding a cable down and all that, you will see those things. But you won't see them in the way that you're expecting to, because, of course, you're looking at a stage. You're not cutting away to, you know, half a mile away where he's slamming his foot on the pedal and trying desperately to get the car started. And you're not. You know, you know, having twelve different shots from different angles of Doc hanging off a clock tower, <laughs> you've got it happening right in front of you. But you may as well be in the film because it is so involving, wow. um, and the, and you feel like this car, which which you know in your head is physically not moving anywhere, it's on a stage in front of you. But the way that they use the combination of projection and stage effects and stage lighting, you feel that that car is going at eighty eight miles an hour directly towards you. Um, and that's that's something that's just unbelievable. <laughs> now, um, I I have a question for how like I know there's a lot of pressure on the actors portraying mm. something that everyone has seen millions and millions of times in the movie. Yeah. So Marty and Doc and Jennifer, obviously, you know, the main actors, like there's a lot of pressure. So how how do you 
how did you feel that, you know, obviously he, they're not going to be, um, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox, like exactly. How do you think, you know, they no. did? I, uh, to be honest, I, I, I mean, it was, um, the the good thing about the film is that i mean obviously you've got the the combination of of marty and doc together uh, and ollie dobson and roger bart were were brilliant they were i, th- I think roger bart's i mean he's a very experienced broadway actor anyway oh, yes. oh yeah um, I th- yeah i mean and and to be honest i i, I hadn't come across him i, I think he's uh, he's got more of a, a reputation across the pond than um than than over here but 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 seeing him i mean i'm i'm definitely going to be checking out other work of his now because it's uh, he really knew how to handle the role. And I think he was so well cast. Um, and there was that chemistry, as you would expect, between the two of them. Um, but the supporting cast, I mean, particularly, um, I'm just, I've got my program here, so I'll just refer to the actors' names. Hugh Coles, who played George. Um, I don't think I've seen a more accurate anyone. Uh, I mean, and, and this, and I know Jeffrey Wiseman is, is very involved in things, and, and I love the fact that Jeffrey Wiseman is, was involved in uh, two and three. But, um, but he didn't recreate Crispin Glover. I don't think even in the way that Hugh Coles managed to recreate Crispin Glover. Um, and it was, it was, it was a Christie. You may as well have been watching Crispin Glover on stage wow. in front of you. He had every nuance, every gesture, every, uh, every sort of tremble in his voice was absolutely replicating. Film. And I've seen that film so many times. I can, it's, you know, I could be George. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually interesting because Caitlin brought that up to me the other day yeah. that obviously you have, I mean, you have Ollie Dodson and Roger Barr, uh, especially mm. Roger Barr, who's a, who was actually in uh, my favorite production, The Producers. Uh, he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the, uh, he in um, Carmen. Carmen oh Gia. Carmen Gia. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. <laughs> and, I love uh, And he actually received a, a Tony and Drama Desk Award uh, nomination for that. He should have won it, but whatever. <laughs> but he also, for those of you who haven't seen it, he actually recreated his character for the movie. Yes. So that's him as well. But uh, he still did one. The, uh, and this is a question for you too, Paul. Let's see if anyone can guess. He did actually want a Tony Award, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. and a drama de- <laughs> and a drama desk award. Guess for what role? I don't know. I'll, oh, I don't know. I'll give you a clue. It's for a famous dog. Balto. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beethoven. No. <laughs> uh i don't know Where's snoopy he oh, did wow. of course. yes he, he won it because he was in the the charlie you're a good man charlie brown play i had no and idea paul i mean roger freaking bart was snoopy and he won the tony award and dress that's oh, amazing and i was like how do you hell do you win a tony award for doing snoopy i um <laughs> and go to youtube and let me t- let me tell you i almost cried <laughs> no, but um, I'm gonna have to go and check out the Charlie Brown yeah. film. <laughs> All the reviews that I've read of the show, when of course the previews were happening, were that Hugh Coles just steals the show away, and so it, I'm. That was exactly right. I think we all came away, um, and uh, and it was interesting because because um, the the guy playing Biff um, is uh, a lad called Aiden Cutler, and he's uh, apparently I read some interviews with him. Uh, and he literally just graduated from drama school. And this is his first big role. Wow. Uh, and and to be able to go in, I mean, to step into Tom Wilson's shoes and to, you know, be that character. Um, and, and he did, again, he did really well. And it's because of that. I think that's the thing. The ensemble worked really well together. They all bounced off each other. 
um uh, and uh, we uh, we had a we had a bit of interaction actually after the show with courtney may briggs because because we were on the front row and of course the, the cast looked out onto everybody and she spotted the fact that mel was dressed as as jennifer on the front row yeah. and she gave her a little wave so which which immediately made mel's day um and so we tweeted her afterwards with just thank you very much for the wave and she she got in a little conversation with us afterwards so it's they they, they were really i i think they were looking as well to see you know what are people going to think of this um and and there was a real uh, kind of uh, feeling in the room of you know what actually guys you've done very well can you ma- <laughs> think you've done can you guys imagine here this is a question for everybody and including to all of our listeners mm. imagine being part of this cast the pressure like you said the pressure yeah. oh. that you have to have that not only are you portraying to uh, all these iconic characters but the fact that you mentioned something very important, and I, we all know these lines by memory. We yeah. know this movie by mm. memory. Like, and let's be honest, like, what was your first reaction when you heard that Back to the Future was a musical? I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, but but to, to tag on to that, we got a little taste uh, from what, where was it? Reunited uh, Apart. That's right. So, yeah. uh, like, to... I know it's like it's giving us something. Well, also on mm. the YouTube channel for Back to the Future the Musical, uh, before it premiered, they released a couple of music videos of their takes on Back in Time and Power of Love. Oh my God. And I think there was yeah. one more song, but I can't remember. It was one of the originals. Um, it was, it was, um, it was Cedric Neal doing his, his uh, Goldie. Yes, uh, yes. Goldie. Is it, um, he's um, uh, which interestingly, Goldie's character is so much bigger in this uh, in the musical than he is. I mean, he's such a you know he's a, he's a brilliant incidental character in the film, but they give him a real sense of what they try to do is when they go back to the fifties, they don't just go back and say, "Oh, look, you're in the nineteen fifty, you're in nineteen fifty five now." It's you're in nineteen fifty five. This is what it's like to be in nineteen fifty five, oh. and there's and that was uh, and and characters like Goldie. You know, we all know, right, in the 50s, you know, it's, it's a sweeping statement in the film. It's like, oh, you know, Colour of Mare, that'll be the yeah. day. But actually, that's got a huge amount of, you know, that's a loaded line. That's awesome. And they explore that. It, they get the, the space to explore that in the musical. And so he gets a number all to himself. That's awesome. And um, we've got to start somewhere. Cool. It's great. Uh, speaking of the cast, we should give a shout out here. Like, so to all of our guests, uh, we obviously have Ollie Dobson that plays Marty McFly. And he's also playing... Uh, this is a. I'm talking more about the cast that's going to be uh, uh, for the new uh, show in London. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be premiere. May. Yeah. Ollie Dobson that plays Marty McFly. He's he's coming back. Marty was actually in a couple of shows. Uh, he was actually in Bad Out of Hell. Uh, oh, the Meatloaf. Meatloaf? Yeah. Oh. He was in that yeah. one. He was also in Matilda and the Selfish Giant. So this guy, he he's got some he's got some pop. Like this guy can sing. Cool. Um, obviously, we got. The legend himself, Roger Bart. I, that's right. I call him the, the legend because he's just that freaking mm-hmm. amazing. And Snoopy. <laughs> 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 but also, here's a fun fact of the day. Oh, wait a minute. We need a new segment. Yeah. What the Flock's fun fact of the day. He was also the singing voice of the young Hercules on the movie Hercules. The wow, movie. he sang Go the Distance? Go the Distance. Yeah, oh. that's him. Oh. I was, Is he really? Yeah, that's it. Oh. Was Oscar nominated or something? I've played, I've played that on my show because we have a Disney segment in our movie hour, uh, and uh, I, I had no idea yeah, that that, that was, was him. That was, that was him. So now you know. There you go. And the more you know, 
the further you go. Ah, ah just wow. like that up. Amazing. Uh, you got Hugh Coles, obviously, uh, doing uh, George McFly. He's actually debuting on this as well. And he was also part of the... Uh, um, uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of, uh, of his experience, so that says a lot that he's been mentioned so much. Yeah. And it's a pretty cool. We have Rosanna Highland uh, that does Lorraine. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. She's hot. But no, she's got, she's also been in Sister Act. And don't judge. She's been in Shrek the Musical. All right. I, I love Shrek the well, Musical. I, well, awesome. I heard that's it's an great. amazing show. It is, actually. Yeah. Uh, we also got <laughs> Courtney Mae Briggs, who was in Hamilton. Mm. She's hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't say I can't hear anyone say Hamilton without going Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. So that, it, it just, it's, wait, like a, it's like a thing oh, now. Wait, I have to interrupt. I just quickly can I have a, a, a Brit's take on this on, yeah. on the show? Yeah. Sure, how, sure, sure. Paul, how, oh, go on, go for it. How do you feel about the show? Just really quick. Wait, about, about Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. Uh, well, I, I think it's amazing uh, that, um, that they've managed to make a two-hour musical essentially about office paperwork. Um, because that's that's a pretty much yeah. most of the thing is like, are we going to have a, a meeting about the finance bill now? Are we going to what are we going to do now? We're going to are we, are we going to have another meeting about them? yeah yeah. That's right. Should we zoom this? I think is I think if yeah, I, I, it 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 does bypass quite a lot the story itself. I mean, obviously it's it's really inspiring and, and the and the, the the way that they weave the personal stories in is fantastic. But when you boil it down, it is about. Um, drafting pieces of legislation. Exactly. exactly. Like there's yeah. there's so much drama <laughs> behind a piece of paper. And also quickly, yeah. Jonathan Goff as King George. That's my favorite part. Oh yeah, that was amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we try desperately to forget those periods in history, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I think. That's, can I apologize on behalf of the nation I happen to be totally, born in? Totally fine. We will we will take your apology if you can give us the Beatles. Yeah, and, give, and many and, other things. Yeah, yeah. If you give us the Beatles, really a fair we will. <laughs> if you give us the Beatles, we will give you Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. That's the deal. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. That's Can right. We at least keep well, no, 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 no. If we if we're bartering, I'm taking the Beach Boys. That's not. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I got a deal. <laughs> you give us Paul McCartney, and we'll give you Mike, Mike Love. Love. Yeah. So we have a deal. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. That'll go Beautiful. down well in my family. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're Len- Paul McCartney. They're a- Lennon fans rather than McCartney. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Paul McCartney is officially American and Mike Love is officially British. You guys can keep him. Uh, we do not <laughs> a done deal. We do not accept returns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would be so happy. And of course, we have Adam Cutler, as you mentioned, uh, debuting as well in Back to the Future, the musical as Biff. Um, some of these songs are really really amazing um yeah because that was my concern about the whole thing like how yes you have the power of love yes you have back in time Mm -hmm. but how are you going to fit other songs in those other key places and will it not match yeah will it match you know in bad musical fashion Curious thing about opening night, uh, you, you, you know, I, I said that uh, um, that the curtain was up late. There was also a, a, there was also a, a technical issue on uh, on the first night, which is always the same uh. for, for first nights, especially with something that, that is like this. It was a, it was a like a three minute break or something because essentially the DeLorean broke down. Um, I think it was a bit of stage. Well, work it, that, that I mean, to be done that's to fix. That's it. perfect though that it broke down. <laughs> 
yeah, it was. It was. It was almost. Uh, and it was. It was as you were approaching that final scene. And to be honest, if they had have tried to get through it, if if they'd have broken in the middle of the final scene, I think it would have spoiled it. But as it was, it was in the lead up, so you didn't. You know, to be honest, it gave us a chance to take a breath. Um, but I think to get the time back, because obviously we're still on. You know, in theatre land, they're still in curfew or whatever. Um, they they couldn't fit back in time in. They didn't do back in time. It's it's in the the, the final section oh, of the show. Oh, that's right. That's a, that, it, that's the last song, right? It's the last song, so um, so they didn't perform back back in time that night. They finished on Power of Love instead, which was just as good and was fine. Um, but the uh, but the original songs, that's what surprised me. There are some real, uh, I think, hits. I think if the show had been allowed to to, to do its full run in Manchester, um, I I would be considering that some of those songs would be up for theatre awards this year because they'd have had the chance to get reviews and and, and for really big. Um, for the Dreamers in particular, which is Doc's solo number. Mm. And it's like an ode to um, uh, all of his uh, scientists that he's got up on the wall. He's got his Benjamin Franklin and he's got his Isaac Newton up so, there. Uh, and he, he sings a song about inspiration to those guys. And you, by the end of it, you're thinking, my goodness, I'm in tears here. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. And it's... It's it was it was a really I mean again that's Roger Bart's experience but it's a beautiful song and I think it will it's a song that will last you know it was you know there's certain songs from musicals that just kind of become part of popular music they're, they're going to be audition songs for, for you know for drama students right. for years to come. Well, we we also um, have to mention and, the fact that Alan Silvestri was very much involved in the music, uh, obviously for the yeah. music that we all love, but he was also involved in the music for the musical with also Mr. Glenn Ballard, who um, who yeah he's got some as well that's right um some of the songs uh if we can go over them and let us know I, i'm gonna go over some of the songs mm. and let let me know not no spoilers obviously but just let me know yeah kind of like your uh like your favorites your favorites yeah okay for example we have the yeah i mean to be to be fair don't forget i did see this once so you know there's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of them i i've had a look down the musical numbers now they're going what was that one where did that fit in the story and i, I sort of get it but, now, but, but obviously yeah. there are some that will kind of like stand out for you just let me know which ones stand out for you yeah. without giving anything away so like for example there's a obviously the overture uh it's only a matter of time wherever we're going yeah I, yeah, that I mean, that's very much a, a kind of opening uh, opening number to, to kind of get everybody together. So it's 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 a it's a standard. I don't think I don't. Yeah, okay. uh, that, that one didn't have the huge. You know, I wasn't crying after that one. I was just going. I'm seeing it as the future. I think that's the best way to describe. It. Which which ones made you cry? <laughs> uh, yeah, wherever we're going. Um, yeah, that's that's Marty. Sort of it, the, one of the themes that they they pull out a lot more because the characters are more, more more developed. Is that Marty is kind of missing that sense of what what am I here for? Um, and so he's like, wherever we're going, I don't get it. What, what, what am I? You know, is the band going to make it? Am I going to make it? Is me and Jennifer going to make it? Is it's is that uh, kind of thing? Wait a minute, are you saying that the Pinheads make a cameo in this play? Oh, the Pinheads are very much Woo! a part of this show. <laughs> Oh, there's oh, there's merch for the pinheads. What? There is, uh, uh, they are huge. Uh, I can't, oh, I can't, I can't tell you about the end of no, the no, show. No, 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 pinheads. Pinheads, the reunion tour. Uh, oh, the pinheads are in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hello, is it? Is anybody home? Yeah, that's um, that's very much about uh, uh, George. Uh, is obviously we got to George and Biff and that scene. Um, but uh, it's body home. That's a, again. There's lots of social commentary in there, and of course, they, we're, we're in the 1985 McFly House. 
there's a real sense of desperation about it. You know, Dave's, you know, off to, interestingly, Dave's not working at Burger King. Dave's working at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a licensing issue. Exactly. That's, that's, somebody's clearly gone back to Burger King and gone, look, we're doing this musical. We're writing this in and they've gone, no, we're not interested anymore. So someone's gone, right, McDonald's, are you interested in Dave working in McDonald's? Um, So, um, yeah, but that's a, that's a quite a nice one because that's the that's the members of the family. Linda's involved in that obviously as well, and there's, it's all around the dinner table. Uh, but they're all in their own thoughts, and you know, it's a great, nice little you know group group piece that one. Uh, the next one, it works. Yeah, Doc's celebration song. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's the it's the moment. In, interestingly, that rather than the big reverse out of the uh, thing, the car uh, appears. It just literally appears. I have no idea. I've I've got a theatre degree where we where we specialised in lighting and sound and special effects and things like that. I have absolutely no idea yet how they did that yeah. because the car, honestly, it comes in and it's you know when it skids when when Einstein's travelled yeah. yeah in the in the movie, yes. um and and it does that and it, it comes through but then randomly he pulls it and it does it that kind of weird handbrake turn with nobody pulling a handbrake. They they get that and they they do that on the stage and it's suddenly it's there and it's skidded into the middle of the stage and I don't know how they did it like without a whip or some, whiplash or something like that um, and that's and then Doc sings that you know my goodness it works this is great um, the next one is cake and eat it too honestly can't remember what that one's about <laughs> <laughs> might have to do a cake might, might not I don't know oh wait a minute does that mean Come- that the uncle comes back. It's Uncle Joey's cake, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's the part that Uncle Joey comes out and sings. I'm out of prison. <laughs> oh my god. No, there's no there's no cell block sango for Uncle Joey. That's now, it. that would have been brilliant. You know what? Boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we good at being bad. Let me guess, Biff. Uh, yeah, it's very much it's it's, it's Biff's uh, kind of like bully. You know, isn't it great to be a bully? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. um, is there what? is there a song about manure? <laughs> yeah, D, D. Jones gets his own little mu- musical note. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I can't go. At, oh, again, at the manure. Um, there are certain sections of the film which which are not there. Uh, the uh, and uh, there's 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 a bit. Actually, we'll come on to it later on because there's a there's a one of the musical numbers uh, about it. Gotta um, gotta start somewhere. Got to start somewhere is um with is one of uh gold is Goldie song. Uh, it's uh he's, that's cool. Uh, and that's his uh, that's his. I'm gonna go forward in time uh, and uh, and uh, and be somebody. Yeah, I remember what Cake and Eat It Two is about yeah. now. Cake and Eat It Two is the first uh, 1955 number. It's it's a big it's a big show tune number of everybody uh, telling you what life's like in the 50s Ooh. and everybody's oh, cool. uh, smoking. Uh, everybody's smoking and telling, and doctors going around going, "This is really healthy, kids." Uh, <laughs> I love that there's that humor there, because yeah. you know that's typical Bob yeah. fashion. Um, it is. It's it's really reflective. It says uh, this is this is the golden age of America, and actually, it's not. It, there's a little bit of a comment there of that golden age of America that that we all look back on. Actually, wasn't so great if you think about it. There's there, there's a little bit. You know, there's a real little, not in your face, but nice little moments of commentary from Bob, and you can hear his voice coming through in the in the new script. Beautiful. Uh, the next one I got is my ch- 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 my myopia. <laughs> my, my myopia is called my 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 myopia. I think is uh, George, possibly it's George's and Lorraine's 
uh, uh, this and Pretty Baby, I think, together. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, is uh, these these two together are, are very much George and, and Lorraine's uh, him watching her from a distance because you know he's he's still being perverted and climbing trees. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I love you, George, but you know it's not on. It's not good behaviour. Um, yeah. And uh, and then of course you know Lorraine's got her own. Uh, myopia in in relation to calvin so uh, that's uh, that's yeah <laughs> it's about it's about watching and looking beautiful uh future boy <laughs> future boy it's it's, it's uh, doc's um uh, uh sort of reaction to marty uh when he turns up at the house it's uh it's very much it's uh and again some of those some of those bits are very much as you would expect to see in the film you know the the, the comments about you know who's who's president of the united states etc um that some of those bits you, you're sitting there and i'm verbatim going i know what the next line is i know what the next line is <laughs> nice. um uh, next one is hill valley high school fight song Right now, this is where we come up to the break, and this is uh, this is where I was mentioning earlier on the the, the diner and the skateboard scene. Oh, beautiful! Um, so, well, it, it, they that's uh, although the diner's part of the the show, um, they don't they don't do the the car chase. The Marty skateboard moments are not in the show. I'm really just sorry to disappoint, um, but uh, as much as it's a brilliant part of the film, I think they they looked at it and went, you know what? There's only certain things we can stage in a car chase and him being chased around on a on a skateboard and all the rest of it so what they've done instead is that the the fight in the canteen that never happens in in the film um becomes a real becomes the chase sequence so biff and his gang are chasing marty and george essentially through the school instead um and they're jumping up tables and hiding in lockers and uh, running around the back so that's where the the kind of chase fight sequence comes that's interesting um so yeah, and it's and it was. Uh, I, I looked at it and went, "Oh, this is new. What's going on?" And and of course, they needed a big way to come up to the to the end of the act. Um, and uh, and I, and I suppose it was inevitable when they did it that they were going to have to cut certain things from the film. You're not you're not trans. You know, Bob Gale said himself. He said, "We're not rewriting the movie. We are creating a stage musical, um, and it's telling the same story, but it's not. It's using a different medium. So we have to, you know, look at it through that lens." Um, and the, and the fight song was actually it, the, the fight sequences alongside the song itself was really funny. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a high point as you, as you come up to the end of act one. Nice. And of course that's the end of act one. And then, um, act two, mm-hmm. we have 20, 21st century. Yeah. And um, that's right. The, Doc is the only character, um, who sees the dancers. Um, you know, you know, in those moments like an Enchanted, where where um, the the the, uh, the guy that's uh, that's following around going, why do all these people know the words, and and how is this happening? How does everybody know the routine to this? This doesn't this doesn't make any sense. That everybody in the park is dancing, um, and Doc Doc has that. He, he suddenly he, he goes into this basically vaudeville routine, um, and it's big glitzy, you know, glamour. And I think he's got a cane at one point or another as well, and top hats and all the rest of it, <laughs> uh, and these. These dancing girls, you know, d- uh, talking about the future in the 21st century, and he's—it's his vision of what the 21st century is going to be like. Because of course, he's not been there yet. Um, uh, but then there's a fantastic moment where the the song ends. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, and just like now, uh, it's I, I, it's 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 too good a moment to not talk about. Um, <laughs> it's a basic that the set comes down. Um, but and, and I hope they keep this moment in because it was a, re- a, a one of my favourite moments. The set comes down, but but about three or four of the dancing girls from the previous number are left in the middle in Doc's lab, and then there's suddenly this awkward moment of you're now in the wrong scene, 
And, and so he has to open the door for them, and they, they scuttle out around the back. And, and, then, and then he and then he carries on as as normal. Um, so it, but it's it. It's, it's it's only ever him that 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 can see the, the the kind of musicality of it all. Everybody else is just in the world and, and carrying on and doing things, but he sees the dancers and he comments on the special effects and things like that. Um, so it's it's quite nice that he's got that kind of extra layer to it. Beautiful. Uh, put your mind to it. You can accomplish you can anything. Accomplish it. Although interesting, um, they 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 they. they there's a line and, it, and this what this will go down as something that irks me and i'm going to write to bob gal and tell him um that they they don't say the line as you would expect it but if you put your mind to it you can accomplish anything i can't remember what it was now i think they changed it ever so slightly i think it's like if you put your mind to it anything can be accomplished and i was like no that's not my line that's not the line i learned <laughs> 40 years, 30 years ago um uh, you know i want it back please um, but yeah, that's it. That's the song very much of that. Then it's for the dreamers, yeah, for, uh, which, which is what I spoke about earlier. We already talked about that one. Uh, teach him a lesson. Uh, oh, teach him a lesson is not on my musical numbers Ooh. list. Oh, interestingly. Look at that. Look at that. All right. I wonder what that is. Maybe it was something teach him a lesson. Probably, got I, cut out. I yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah. Deep. Yeah. I've got deep, deep diving. I've got deep diving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't can't remember it. <laughs> can't remember it at all. Uh, I was probably still in tears from the previous number. Probably. So. Uh, and then of course we got uh, all the classics: Earth Angel, Johnny Be Good, yeah. Power of Love, and then obviously finish with Back in Time. Uh, obviously, we don't want to ruin the ending for anyone. Uh, this is definitely a must show that every Back to the Future fan and just theater fans mm. will appreciate, right? I, I sure hope so, and I really hope that you know. We get the opportunity to, you know, see it as well. Hopefully, it's a success over in London, and then maybe who knows? Probably it'll it's going to be playing at the Adelphi Theater in London. It starts mm -hmm. 14, uh, May 14 to September 26, 2021. Um, I mean, I just, I am so excited to see this. You're so lucky, dude. I am so You're excited so to see. I'm so excited to be part of this. <laughs> Paul, you know when I go there, I'm gonna hit, hit you up. Like Paul, we're gonna go see Back to the Future the musical, or just hang out and go go get some fish and chips or something. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will happily show you around. It's, it's, it's funny. I've, I've been trying to work out because, of course, it's. Uh, I think it's May next year that they're, they're they're planning on uh, uh, sort of re rebooting it in in London. Um, and the tickets are obviously already on sale. And London London prices are through the roof, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm tr trying to work out about the, the, the economics of it. Luckily, my parents live 30, 30 minutes outside of London. So um, uh, I, I made this uh, at least the, the accommodation sorted. So as long as we can travel, because we've... We've, I don't know how things are for you at the moment, but we've got travel restrictions at certain places and uh, some places you can go into and can't go into. So as soon, if I can, uh, then uh, then I'd, I'd definitely be going to see it again because it's uh, it's something you've got to, I think, revisit. It'll be, it'll be a, well over a year since I would have seen it as well. So that's that's enough time gone by. And just to let uh, <laughs> all of our listeners know, the show is two hours and 40 minutes long with a 20-minute uh, break. Uh, show includes flashlights, mm. strobe effects, smoke haze, pyrotechnics, and children under the age of three are not admitted. Uh, you can just leave mm. it in the parking lot with the windows down. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's what a responsible parent will do. Yeah, right. And uh, it's suitable for a general audience. Uh, obviously, for Back to the Future fans, Paul, we cannot thank you enough. Uh, how about a round of applause for Paul? Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you very yeah. much. For me. And Paul, just for uh, for doing all of this, for being our—I I don't know if you—we told you, but you are a special uh, 
you're going to be our special uh, reporter in London now for all the plays. <laughs> well, this is this is fine. Uh, just to uh, just to uh, give you a bit more uh, UK geography, I'm Manchester, which is a full three hours from London. But having said that, uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah it's, he, my, my, my parents. He's closer to Liverpool than he is to London. So isn't, uh, isn't uh, that little band you like from Liverpool? Oh, you know. I guess. Uh, I was going to say when. Uh, so when you're over, um, we're going to have to, Caitlin. I'll take you to the Beatles story. Oh, uh, same. With, uh, with the, you'll, oh, well, you'll I, need to go there. Oh, uh, well, I actually uh, went to Liverpool uh, back last October oh. for my 30th birthday, and it was the most incredible, amazing trip of my entire life. <clears throat> it is. It's a, it, we we went just uh, just a few weeks ago. Actually, oh. uh, the, the Beatles story just reopened. Uh, and uh, we've we've not well, been not long been to Liverpool. Next time you go, you need to check mm-hmm. out um, the Magical Beatles Museum on Matthew Street. I will do indeed. It's, uh, and there's uh, the- it's the museum that's run by Pete Best and his brother. Yes, of course. Pete Best, the uh, the one of the one of the many people that, that went through the Beatles, oh, yes. and, and somebody went, no, you know what? We couldn't. We, uh, I, I always feel sorry for people like Stuart Sutcliffe as well. Right. Who never gets the. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, sorry, we're talking. We're done, we've become the Beatles podcast. Oh, now. Yeah, I, I, I'm, totally, I'm totally fine <laughs> with that. It always happens. Don't worry. I'm I'm actually more of a, a Quarrymen uh, fan. So. Oh, yeah. they got they got <laughs> no, they've got some good Quarrymen yeah, stuff awesome. at that museum, which yeah, is yeah, bit of early skiffle. You can't beat it. And and Paul, just to show our gratitude we are going to make you the official what the flux best friend of the week we're going to be sending you a very prestigious award this is better than the tony than the grammys than the oscars those things are pieces of shit this is like the <laughs> yeah. award that every i mean if you go to our social media you see people posting this on their cars they're posting this on everywhere I mean, on their babies even, this is good even chat. indiana jones forgot about the whole uh, what the hell was the, that? Idol. the idol and he this is the one thing that he wants because right. it belongs in the museum <laughs> yeah that's gonna say uh so it's not the ark of the covenant it's bigger than that exactly so it's this, actually on the the ark of the covenant like someone like you know <laughs> yeah. for real you gotta check it out paul it's amazing so i'm gonna get with you uh get your address so we can send you one of these bad boys Show it with pride, show it with glory. And as well, Paul, we just want to thank you so much for uh, taking your time to talk about this. I, I Hopefully our listeners can get a better chance to know what the play is and get, it, get us excited for it. And uh, again... We do not accept returns. You keep my glove with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. This is good. And um, just before we go, would you like a poem? Yeah. Yes. Oh yes, of course. Wait. We've got a. I. I. Uh, I. This was. Uh, this was one I wrote for a, a good while back. It was my first ever headline slot, uh, spoken word evening. I was nervous as anything, and uh, they said that we want you to to really write a piece that that kind of uh, kind of describes you in the uh, for the opening. And I went, well, I'm going to have to talk about Back to the Future then. So this is uh, just my Marty poem. Go ahead, Paul. I want to travel back in time to 1985, where denim was in fashion and Jacko was alive. I want to have a skateboard to flip up to my hand. I want to play the lead guitar in Huey's rocking band. I want to switch reality that was 2015 and bring in hoverboards and cars and other cool machines. I want to be a cowboy and go to the Wild West. I'll learn to ride a horse or steal a train, whichever's best. I want to hit the 50s, jump and jive across the floor. I want a dog called Einstein. I want some gold wing doors. I want to double back and live life right through the screen. 
cruising in DeLoreans, my lost Hill Valley dream. Wow. wow. Amazing. See, I told you, it's a proper job. <laughs> I, uh, That's amazing. I'm speechless. I we we need to hang that in in the what the flux office. Yeah, like we need to wow. get a nice printed copy of that. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll see if we can get some sort of nice design because I've only got it. It's it's, it's just here uh, in in my work pack. I'll, uh, I'll we'll see if we can get a nice uh, nice version of it for you. And we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll email it over and then you won't have to. Uh, you can you can put it where you hey, want. Hey Paul, amazing. I got I got a deal for you. We'll throw in. We'll throw in another American icon. If you can write a poem of what the flux. Nah, well, I can do a what the flux poem. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, that's all right. Oh my God. So we'll give you all right. You Justin got, Bieber. We'll give you Justin Bieber. Well, he's Canadian. Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, that's right. No, that's no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> no. My price is a pike. I want Stevie Wonder on that. No, 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 no. Shit, Stevie Wonder. No, no. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, we we keep seeing this it. is haggling. No, no. Uh, well, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk. We'll about talk it about it later. Yeah. But okay. How about? How about? Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. How about we throw in Miley Cyrus? Oh, uh, that's all right. That's acceptable. Yeah! We can take Miley Cyrus. She's, she's on an upward curve at the moment. This is good. Beautiful. Okay, so we'll give you we'll give you Miley Cyrus in exchange for a, a what the flux poem for us. Don't worry, our people okay, will make. That's some, all right. I've... Our people know who to call. We'll, we'll make we'll make it happen. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to keep her, but uh, you know, but, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have to room share the two of them. And, and because you're so cool, we'll throw in Billy Ray for free. Yeah. Oh right, I said sorry. Saves him coming to worry about visiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, oh, thank you so goodness. much. Uh, we we can't wait to hear this poem. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Paul, I mean, that's, I, I'm still thinking about that poem. That was amazing. That was yeah. great. Thank you so much, Paul, Thanks, for your time. Paul. Thank you. Speak to you again soon, guys. See you in time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Holy crap. That was awesome. That was a beautiful poem. That was actually like... Well, that was a great conversation All in general. Around, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was just amazing. The whole thing about the musical. Um, just giving us an idea of what to expect. And I, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about that poem. <laughs> like, I really, I really <laughs> yeah. liked it. That was yeah. really good. Um, I can't wait for the one dedicated to us to see how that... I know. I wonder what that's going to be like. Yeah. That's interesting. So, uh, folks, we... Uh, uh, our people, we got to make some calls because, uh, you know, we got to get rid of Miley and Mike. And <laughs> Good riddance. Hey, but we're getting Paul. Yeah, that's and right. A, <laughs> and we're getting a poem. A Paul and a poem. A Paul and a poem. Um, you guys, you got to finish it off. I'm, I'm this was, yeah, yeah this was a chock yeah, full episode. So uh, while Eugene is, you know, uh, contemplating life. And, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yes. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. Well, always. And, uh, again, Kaylin, what's our goodbye saying? Whether it be the future. Or the past. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to What the Flux. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whattheflux underscore pod. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And be sure to recommend us to your other time-traveling friends. I'll still a bye-bye.